episode 29 we're here we are ready who wants to give me the recap any one of you kirk did it last time so i did do I it, did last, it time. last time no, no kirk definitely did it last bullshit. time bullshit i did it recently the mug bar ran it to back. be fair we recorded two episodes each of you did a recap for each one episode. so it's brian's turn sounds, so sounds like it's brian's turn all right turn. carl <laughs> we ventured into candy cane chasm jesus chasm. Uh, where we what? Nothing. <laughs> Isn't that is that not what happened? I listened to it no, earlier. No, you're right. That's what happened. We I went, to, went to the chasm. We entered into a candy cane chasm uh, where we got to play uh, a fun carnival game uh, where I once again proved myself as uh, an extreme champion of throwing anything. Hold on. By once again, you mean for <laughs> the, the first, first time. time. Because you sucked the first time. <laughs> once, yeah. once again, I proved that I am the best in the group. Um, <laughs> just arbitrarily, just ar- at least at least Durf and I argue about very specific things. Right? There's no argument here. I'm giving the recap. Can you shut up? <laughs> uh, I was by far the best. Uh, we destroyed a bunch of bees, lit everything on fire. Point of um, order: They were wasps. <laughs> and I ki- I killed most of this them. This is a cooperative <laughs> recap here. Uh, all right. Look, the star of the episode was the mop. <laughs> Yeah, we burned okay. it to the ground. We rolled out of the chasm. Correct. And uh, I think we're supposed to be heading to Chaco Mountain. Yeah, so you got you tur- got the third oh, right. golden plate. Uh, the first two They're you've already put it. down. <laughs> the first two you've already put in the uh, in Rusty's Mansion's gate, and you're just holding on to the third one. And you guys leave the leave the chasm. And uh, yeah, what what do you want to do? I think chasm. we should queue queue up. Yeah, we should we should go on and key up. <laughs> key up. <laughs> um. So hold on. Do we know that girl's name? Ursula. I mean, I know Her we know, Ursula. but do I? Ursula. And she's with you. Uh, hold on. And does she me, still have the mop. She still has the mop. Can we take? Can we take a mental? Can we take a mental inventory on Ursula? Just see how she's holding up. Uh, yeah, she's pretty terrified. She's like gripping the mop, like with uh, with an extremely strong grip, holding it. Just not really sure what she's gotten herself into. Um, but. She keeps continuing to tell you guys as you're walking around, like, she's got to find her dad. She's got to find her dad. Um, Has she given the mop a name yet? No. Probably would help. She could call it my dad to replace her dad who's dead. Savage. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely savage. Okay, so once Durf delivers that line to her, uh, Tug walks by and taps her on the shoulder. (laughs) Pretty fucked up, eh? (laughs) And then just keeps on walking along. So, um, so whistling so, cor- like ju- like jovially okay um yeah she's trying to strike up conversations she says so so what you what brings you all to the park uh so so many things so many things we're, we're looking for a MacGuffin. uh it's a very specific thing that us important people know about and uh you wouldn't um you're along for the ride now so that's good for you i guess otherwise you'd be dead um, that's why we're here. No idea why you're here yet. Uh, maybe we'll figure that out throughout this, uh, this little adventure. But what I need you to do is really just focus up, stay sharp, uh-huh. grip your yes. mop and yes. grip, grip and rip when necessary. All I right. I promise. I promise. I'm, I'm here to help. I, I, I'm here to help. And I'm sure my father will help too. Once we find him. I appreciate the enthusiasm. Uh, you won't help too much. You probably just get in the way. 
and that's that's not being mean. That's I, I don't want you to get hurt by getting over enthusiastic about your skill set in regards to our current situation. So if uh, just hang tight, hang tight to Carl. You like him, you don't like me. I get it. I'm pretty abrasive. Totally fine. Um, you know, you need a dad figure now because you don't have one of those. So it makes sense. I'm not going to blame you for that. We're going to go put this third plate into the uh, sigil of justice or whatever that thing is. And then we're going to go see if the Chaco Mountain ride is all fixed up. Maybe maybe get on that. If not, we'll wait it Tug, out. I think Tug, wait it out is our best option. Tug, I, <laughs> I, I know. I, I think we got off on the wrong foot. I, I do, really do appreciate your help, no matter how uh, abrasive you might be. I, I, I appreciate you, you just sticking with me and, and taking me along with you. And I just want to say thanks. You're melting my heart, kid. Want to see you safe. Want want you at least to see this dad thing to the end, whatever that is. Uh, but right now, you're along for our ride, so uh, I'm not going to let you dictate the pace. We need to get this done. <laughs> Disc in the sigil of justice. Trigger the third revolution of the sundial of Cotton Candy Village, and then let's get to the Chaco Mountain. Uh, let's resolve that. You're right. Here we go. You're right. Double time. You're right. I... I I appreciate it, and no matter what happens, I'm, I'm glad I found you three. So thank you. Uh, Tug hits her with a wink and a gun. I believe we found her. True. Point of order, we found Semantics, you. her dad's dead. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> uh, I'd like to picture that if her dad actually is dead, that she'll use the mop and kind of like make it look like Plank from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. <laughs> Put that's some, just, put that's, some that's just, that's just a, a personal Kirk like <laughs> mental visual that I have. So if uh. Uh, anybody out there wants to draw that up, by all means, do it. Jeez. Also, another T-shirt that's going to be hitting the store real soon <laughs> is just a T-shirt that says "Disrespectfully Disagree." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You mean the tavern? It. All right. So the story, right? So where are you guys going? <laughs> <laughs> we're, I th- I said we go back and we load up this plate. I'm not a big fan of mansion and. Uh... Just yeah, put the plate up. Yeah, put the plate in the sigil of justice. And we'll move okay. on. All right, so yeah. you guys leave the chasm. Uh, you head across the park through that central area with the statue of the bunny, um, and you end up back at Rusty's mansion. You place the third plate into the bronze plaque, and it gets sucked in and glows green. And you've got one empty, empty little socket there. I, nice. I, should we rest up and? Always. So it's about it's about uh, you guys woke woke up in the morning and went to Candy Cane Chasm. So it's it's maybe noon by now, maybe a little bit into the afternoon. So middle of the day, and I'm pretty sure Durf healed you guys up to full health. Yeah, but then our spell slots and stuff, right? I only have I've only used two spell slots. I'm doing pretty pretty decent. I'm pr- I'm pretty low on uh, key points. So you, can, you can take a short rest, and then you would regain yeah, those key this, points. Let's yeah, let's take a short well, I think rest. We should go back to the mansion, prepare a picnic. Maybe go back out to the main fountain, have a nice picnic on the park. Disrespectfully disagree. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm Nothing. down. Durf's down. All right. Tug, to picnic? Tug and Ursula yeah, hang not? back at the uh, mansion. Just get a little short rest in. And uh, Kirk, Kirk, Brian, uh, Carl and Durf have a nice little picnic out by the fountain. It's adorable. Nice. Nice. Uh, Tug awkwardly just boos from just us, <laughs> like the, like if the camera is on them, just slightly off screen to the left. Is Tug <laughs> just boo, <laughs> boo, boo? All right, what's the plan? 
right, let's, Hopefully uh, we can go to Chaco Mountain now, I guess. Yeah, I mean, might as, might as well. All right, all right, Chaco. Chaco Mountain. Durf, you got hopefully, anything to add there, Chief? Well, hopefully they fixed it by now. <laughs> well, I, I'm not optimistic. <laughs> okay, you guys head out from your picnic, your short rest, whatever you did during that time. And it's it's maybe just a little bit further into the afternoon, maybe like 1, 2 o'clock. You guys head over to Chaco Mountain. You cross that bridge. You find this dead. Again, once again, to the people that uh, forget, Chaco Mountain is basically this um, Matterhorn-looking dead mountain of metal and brown and chipped paint that looks like it's been sitting there for ages and ages and you step up to what used to be a ticket booth ticket booth now just a a burnt heap of metal you can still see like rusty's little googly eyes sitting in the pile just staring up at you and behind him is the ski lift which is still broken Um, says golly guess we'll just have to wait for maintenance to get here uh, while we wait for maintenance, Tug sneaks over and pockets the googly eyes. Okay. Uh, while he's doing that, I'm going to re- reach in behind me and say, guess what, guys? Are you writing googly like, eyes uh, on your character sheet? <laughs> I yes. mean, he picked them up. They're, yes. they're in his inventory. Beautiful. Uh, and I, I pull out my picnic basket and uh, I look at Derf and I go, round two? Guess we're settling in. Yeah. Waiting for maintenance. Um, real question. <laughs> Durf or Carl, don't either of you have a cantrip for light repair, like mend small objects? Oh yeah, I cast I cast mending on the uh, just spam mending on this thing until it's fully repaired. Over and over and over again. Everywhere I see a small structural deficiency, I cast mending on it. Alright, uh it, it looks a lot nicer. You managed to put the ski lift together, but the actual mechanism that makes it move is still not functional because mending is not powerful enough. Wow. No matter how many times you Conceptually hilarious, though. <laughs> conceptually hilarious. Guess we'll just have to wait for maintenance to get here. Honestly, I would have I thought they would come when we burnt that hut down, because that's, frankly, pretty dangerous. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Uh, that whole mending thing is, that's all Tug's got. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, you sit and you wait and you wait and you wait and you wait and uh, I'll say to start, an hour goes by and no one comes by. Nothing's happening. Hey, uh, Ursula, question. Yeah, I don't know. Yo, man. Wait, I don't know why we're waiting here for so long. Can we just get a move on? I really need to find my dad, and we're just kind of sitting here. There's clearly no one in the park. I uh, I don't know if you know this, but we're really not that good at finding missing people. My sister has been missing since, I don't know, episode one, <laughs> and um, we still haven't found her. So I, I'm not optimistic for your dad. I feel sorry for you, but just to let you know, where this is probably going to go. And also, per episode 12, we're not really good at finding the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ursula, why don't you just throw the brakes on, all right? Uh, your dad used to work here, and I say used to because he's dead, so he can't continually work here. Um, was he a part of the maintenance crew? Like, do you know how to fix anything? No, maybe no, bestowed? Tug- maybe, like, like, in your lineage of janitor, <laughs> janitorial things like maybe you have some skills you can fire this bad boy up there's a there's a long pause while she just stares at you holding this mop before she throws it down and turns towards the mountain and starts to climb <sighs> uh, I will bend over and pick up the mop and follow her alright <laughs> Durf will follow too 
disrespectful for you to throw your dad's totem down like that. <laughs> just completely disrespectful. Uh, Tug very reluctantly begins to climb. Okay, so this is a this mountain is steep and it is hundreds of feet up. You can find some footholds and handholds uh, based off the just the the rugged appearance of it, but it's going to require an athletics check from all of you as you start. Yeah, I'm gonna to go climb ahead and spend thing. a key point. All right, so tug the thug mugbar spends a, a monkey key point to automatically okay. pass. Carl rolls a thirteen. A thirteen. Uh, Durf. Didn't get his dice out. <laughs> Durf didn't get the one thing this game requires. Um, Durf rolls a six. <laughs> and Ooh. presuming that's not good enough, turns into a spider. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, actually, Durf. Okay, so here's what happens with that. So Tug, Tug goes first. And um, oh, I got to roll for Ursula, I guess. <laughs> she she natural natural one. One. <laughs> She's probably wishing she had that mop. All right, so here's right. what's so happening. Hold on, hold on, hold no, on. No, hang hold on. on. Dude, okay, me... go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, so here's what I picture. Yeah. It's uh, the movie, um, which the name is escaping me. It's a great, great start. But <laughs> Sylvester Stallone is holding that lady. Nope, got nothing. Cliffhanger? <laughs> yes, it's yeah, cliffhanger. It's, it's it's exactly. Wow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she her rope snaps or her her buckle snaps, and Sylvester Stallone reaches out and catches her hand, and her glove slowly slips off, and she falls into uh, just the, the the chasm and dies. The chasm. So, chasm. so I fe- so I feel like Tug and Ursula have a similar situation okay. going on because Tug is the expert and Ursula is the natural one. Um. So. You automatically succeed. You don't necessarily automatically roll a natural 20. So here's what's going to happen. It's going to be similar. We could do that similar. So, Oh, I'm not saying I save her. I'm saying she dies. But like that's the <laughs> moment that we're experiencing. Wow. I'm just so saying that's what we're experiencing. So much care for these NPCs. So invested. Okay, so she goes up first, obviously, because she was the first one. She starts climbing. She starts climbing. Looks like she's doing fine. Tug, you, you race up right behind her, kind of like... As you watch her get these handholds and footholds, you 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 get the same places because you see that they've been used. Uh, Carl, you're fine with the 13. You end up racing up behind him. Uh, and Durf, with a 6, you get about halfway up this mountain and start to slip. At the same time, Ursula slips. So in slow motion, Ursula's falling down the mountain. Tug, you reach out to grab her. And her hand is so sticky from that jelly from before, it just slides out. And now we're in slow motion. She's falling backwards, just yelling like, ah! and Durf, you're falling as well. And you see this and roll me a dexterity check to be able to turn into a spider. And then you can natural 20. You're joking, really? Nope. Wow. <laughs> I can, I can show it uh, to you. Tug there in slow motion yells, Durf. <laughs> Booty goo. <laughs> yeah, booty squirts. <laughs> All right, what happens, Durf? D- Durf uh, transforms into a spider, grabs on effortlessly because giant uh, wolf spider can <laughs> climb onto walls. And he, uh, well, I'm going to say before he transforms, he yells, hashtag booty squirts. <laughs> and he turns into a spider, squirts her out of his booty, <laughs> which is not a thing that giant wolf spider can actually do in the rule book. Uh, and uh, starts to climb up, sort of just dragging her along. Okay. And she sort of knocks up against the wall <laughs> as we walk up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Yeah. All right. So the three of you continue to climb up this mountain as she just hangs from a sack of booty squirt bouncing along. And she's just like, I uh, don't uh, like uh, this uh, very uh, much. I reel her in a little bit so she won't bounce as much. And she goes, thank uh, you. And you get about three fourths of the way up and you start to hear a rumbling inside the mountain. And what I explained earlier with this mountain is there's several caves, these empty caves that uh, are are just dusty and empty. I said empty. These empty caves that are built into the mountain. And as this rumble kind of goes on, you have to hold on real tight. And directly above you at the very top, close to where the entrance is, a cave opens up and this browned chocolate it's like black and brown because it's like old chocolate starts to flow out of it and head directly down on top of you. And I need you to. So it's poop. Essentially. And I need you to all roll <laughs> a uh, acrobatics check or an athletics check. Athletics again. I will spend a key point to automatically pass. <laughs> okay. Uh, monster three. Remember when I wanted to change my Chimpo the monkey tattoo and it's been easily the most like critical thing I've, yes. ever, I've ever had 19 yep. for carl oh 19 you know for carl giant wolf spider has plus one so a four a four <laughs> see you the fuck later son <laughs> um have fun being covered in poo all right so yeah so so tug tug and carl you guys are up ahead still um you easily climb out of the way real quick you like leap over to the left. You swing your legs around and leap over to the left and just avoid this brown goop that's flying down towards Durf and Ursula, which, Durf, it just covers you. You're, you manage to hang on because you're a wolf spider, but you cannot get out of the way in time, and this goop just covers you, and you're going to take... You're going to take 20 acid damage. God! Um, okay. Well... Uh, I turn back into a half elf and fall. I guess. Do you, how much does a wolf spider have? How much HP does a wolf spider have? <laughs> Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. Um, um. Can I bequeath my slow fall to <laughs> to Durf here? Yeah, you can. You can see this happening. You're not too far ahead of them. I know, so but you, I, you I see can't them, like give does, him my skill of slow fall. Does my oh, no. aura of wording apply to that? Uh, you're not, he's not within 10 feet of you. Is he? What would order, what, he'd just add two? No, because he rolled a six, slid back uh, down, okay. turned into a spider, so was, he's, look, he's I was not. just trying to ask. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. No, I'm just saying I understand why it doesn't make sense. All right, so you, you see Durf being covered with this goop, and you see his form change back into an elf. What do you two do? You're about 20 feet up above him. I, uh, I whip my shield off my back, look at Tug, say, are you going to get him, or am I? I grab, okay, I've, I've got this. My brain skull is, is motoring right now. I've got this. I grab the shield. No, no, you don't grab the shield. I throw the shield. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> the, shield, the shield is tossed to me, and I ski down. I, I surfboard <laughs> down on the shield. Because it's the it's the river of goop. Right, but like, I throw the shield, and then you run and jump onto the shield. And then I'm you climbing. Go. How am I running? Sounds better. <laughs> Acrobatics check. Uh, Tug use, uses his uh, monkey-like uh, acrobatic ability, scampers down the hill or down the mountain and jumps onto the shield and uses it kind of as like a makeshift uh, wakeboard snowboard thing to kind of cruise along this poo chocolate. 
<laughs> and as he catches up to Durf, he grabs onto Durf's hand and fires the cable call back up the mountain. So saving thusly Durf and Ursula and dragging them back up to the top. Okay, because Tug is the best. All right. You're going to have to roll another either acrobatics or athletics. If you want to auto succeed, just mark off a key point. Uh, consider that key point marked. <laughs> okay. All right. You do exactly that. You surf down finally successfully using this shield surfing maneuver in an effective way. And you grab onto Durf in your cable car and you are pulled up to that top cave. And Carl, you see this happening and you continue on up, uh, pulling yourself up to this dark cave entrance. Durf says, man, we should have just done that in the first place. Okay. Look, all right. <laughs> so I didn't know you guys were going to be that bad. First off, second off. Um, Tug looks into the camera and does the hang loose. <laughs> the Johnny Tsunami. <laughs> the, yeah, he hits the, he hits a hard Johnny Tsunami into the camera. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. You um. So now you're at the peak of the mountain. You're at the very top. You see the the vastness of the whole park. Um, just it's. It's almost beautiful. It's it's creepy because everything is dead and looks like it's been there for years and broken. <laughs> you know, but kind of beautiful. But it's also beautiful. It's also beautiful because you see the swamp in the background and you see these huge mountains, uh, real mountains off to the west. And you see the dark looming clouds off to the southeast. Uh, you see just, just the whole landscape and, and it's beautiful, but you've, you're focused in on on what lies before you, which is a, a dark tunnel. And as you walk through into this mountain, you come to a waterfall inside. And it's the waterfall of this this brown, goopy, chocolatey, watery substance. And it pours into a large pool of the same that rushes down a tunnel ahead and into darkness going down the mountain. And near the pool are several donut-shaped inflatable rafts with wide bases stacked on top of one another. Interesting. <clears throat> and we can we see down either of the either the, the either of the tunnels? Uh it's it's dark. It kind of like it drops off and then into nothingness. And the only way to see what would be down there is to like jump into the pool and start swimming over there. So the last time uh, a little ride-related uh, thing happened, Durf almost died. <laughs> <laughs> and, and goes, episode four, Eugene lived for me. <laughs> um, so I'm going to, Tug is going to, by proxy, default himself on this ride with Durf. Okay. So the rafts that you see can actually hold about four people. Oh, oh they're so pretty large. Together, hooray! <laughs> In that case, convenient. Do I perceive anything cool besides <laughs> the you... stuff you already said? Are you can gonna I... roll a perception check? I mean, sure. Yeah. Uh, freaking eighteen. Okay. Sure. Um, I'll say that what you perceive is that the the chocolatey substance that's in this pool and that's going down this this tunnel this ride doesn't look as as ominous as the stuff that's outside so i'll say with that with that check you realize that this is not acidic chocolate water essentially you can you can fall into this without taking acid damage nice. uh, i still think our play here is to not fall out of the raft and Hashtag. i also Drowning. So, is there like a? I mean, I have water walking, so I'm okay. Is there a control? Yeah, which worked out great when you 
when you cast water walking or whatever and started frog gigging. Look, that wasn't that's not my specialty. Like stuff. <laughs> um, is there like a control center around this room that might um activate? I don't know, like the flow of the chocolate or whatever. You don't see anything. Um, Essentially, there's, like I said before, there's a waterfall, and you you think, like, naturally that waterfall is pushing the water through the pool that's slowly moving towards this precipice that then drops off and the water rushes even faster downwards. So the rafts are stacked nearby, and it looks like people could put the raft into the pool and then slowly kind of travel to this tunnel entrance and then drop off into the ride. Uh, Tug, I want to go to the edge of the edge without getting into the water to the edge where the precipice is and see if I can see down and, and see anything. Yeah, sure. Roll a, roll a perception check. Can I wait, throw a fireball down there? If you want to light it up, you know? Oh, at the same time he's looking. Sure. Roll a perception check with advantage, Tug. While he's doing that. Uh, 12. Okay. With advantage, okay. Um, yep. You yep, yep, yep. you get as close as you can to the tunnel without actually like diving into the pool. And as Durf throws this this flame down to the tunnel, it lights up the sides of the walls and goes down. And you just see it drop off really steeply and turn to the left, and then it disappears. You can't really see based off the angle of where it turns. All right, guys, let's go. Yeah, let's, let's get let's it. get in a let's get in a tube. Yep. Are there right. oars? There's no oars. We have we, a- Ursula, row with the mop. Uh, I've got the mop. Can, maybe we should put Ursula, Ursula in the middle. Ursula, you're the steersman. Uh, I, okay, I'll I'll try my best. I promise. I guess. <laughs> Give me. Can I have the mop back? Sorry about earlier. I was just impatient. Our order on this raft is Carl, Tug, Ursula, Durf. Okay. All right. Well, then give it to me. It's it's a round donut shaped raft. By the way. Yeah, but I'm assuming it moves in one direction, right? Or does it well, move yeah. in every direction? Have you ever been to a water park? You know, like you guys sit in the corners, not the corners because there's no corners in a circle, but basically like one, two, three, four, and you grab onto the handholds and it just spins around while it goes down. It's kind of like that. All right. Wheel of death formation. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You, you grab the top raft from this stack and it's got like patches in it. This is old rundown water park, um, raft and you, and you grab mend it, it and you, mend it, mend it, mend it. You I mend, mend it. Mend, okay. I use mending. Are you mend it? The patches are gone. It looks like a pristine raft and you drop it into the pool and you guys hop in and you grab onto the handholds. And it starts to slowly float towards the tunnel. Nice. And then all of a sudden, whoosh, you are barreling downwards at tremendous speed, taking sharp twisted turns that send you nearly sideways as you spiral downwards. Flashing rings of light on the cavern walls make it hard to see as you hang on for dear life. You hear twisted carnival music turn into the wicked laughter of Rusty's voice before finally straightening out a bit. Your path widens and torches along the walls light the cavern before you as you continue to race downwards down this mountain. And suddenly, as you're rushing down, downwards the water around you begins to churn emerging from the depths are four blob-like figures of dripping chocolate they match your speed beneath the liquid as they glide up and down on the river towards the raft with a menacing look as they crawl upwards towards the raft razor sharp dripping teeth slowly show within a gaping greedy maw on an eyeless face roll initiative 
everybody, this is Joe, your Dungeon Master. Welcome to episode 29. Thank you for tuning in. I've just got a couple show notes for you here before we get you back into the action. First of all, April 8th is good to go for our Star Wars Fantasy Flight Games Edge of the Empire one-shot DM'd by Jamal. We're going to be doing that uh, this upcoming Sunday, April 8th from... 6 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch. So I'll put the link to Twitch to our Twitch channel in the episode description. That way you can just click it, subscribe to our channel, and then you get notified as soon as we go live on that. So be sure to tune in. It'll be a lot of fun. Secondly, our fan art contest is still going strong on Twitter. If you want to draw something from the show, a scene, either present, what's going on now, or what's happened in the past, all the way back to episode one, we would really appreciate you uh, doing that and sending in what you what you come up with. And um, the winner of that contest will be selected on May 18th, so you've got plenty of time, and they will be receiving a signed copy of Morden Kanan's Tome of Foes, signed by us, and we're going to send that out to, to the winner after May 18th, which is when the book comes out. So so you can shoot those um, those entries to us via email. You can put them on our Facebook page, on our Twitter page. Just use the hashtag YMIAT fan art. Last but not least, I want to give a shout out to our $15 or more $15 or more patrons. These are people that donate to the show that really help us make the show grow with music, with art, with all sorts of stuff that we, that we do. So thank you guys so much for donating. If you want to give us just a dollar a month or whatever, you like what you hear, you want to support the show, please go on to patreon.com slash YMIAT uh, YMIA Tavern and you can donate to the show and get some perks. You get on Discord. There's some certain Discord rules. You usually get the um, the music from the show and the episodes a couple days in advance. So it's really neat. So here we go. $15 or more. David Ashley Cole, Andre K, Sir Falkor the Fearless, Jello Crew, Kurt Nolan, Ursula Bertea, James J.C. Aklantz, who wants to give a shout out to Sneak Attack and Bombarded Podcasts, Nick Sassy, Mark Albright, Tarkin Davis, Eleanor Fitchett, Sierra Clark, Jim Saunders, Jason Ford, Sean Myers, Sarah Blue of SarahBlueMusic.com, Mark Deacon, Nathan Ballou, and John Dalstrom. Thank you guys so much for your donation. Uh, you know, your money goes a long way to make our show grow and just let us help us put the best show um, out as possible. So thank you so much. That is it from me. Enjoy the rest of the episode, and we will see you. We will see you on April 8th for our one shot and uh, the next kind of episode the next um little adventure in this arc will be posted soon after that bye everyone Twenty uh, for Tug. Ooh, uh, good time for some advantage. Twenty. What's your all's? Uh, I guess uh, Tug has a higher dex, right? Actually, no. I'm sorry. I rolled a twenty-one. 
Oh, of course. I was going to say, Tug, is this the first time you have first initiative order? Carl? Two. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Ursula rolls a 12. So there are four of these things, and two of them are crawling up towards the raft, and the other two are menacingly, menacingly floating down this river with you as you as you go down at, at a tremendous speed. So I'm going to roll initiative for them real quick. Wait, I'm confused. What what is, I don't understand what the distinction between crawling towards us and floating next to us okay, is. Okay, so, so you guys are rushing down this river, right? Right. Downhill, you guys are rushing down, your raft is spinning, and there are two of these kind of blob-like long teethed faceless creatures that are reaching up onto the raft. Yeah, you're have you seen Fern Gully? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know Smog or whatever the fuck his name is. Like yeah. it's got he's got like dripping arms and hands. Those are reaching up onto the raft, two of them on either side of you. The other two are a little further back, like 10, 20 feet back in the river, but you can see them above the water. So, so they're crawling towards us as in they're like on the raft crawling towards us. Two of them are on the raft, like crawling onto the raft. Apparently. Okay. Yes. Okay. Two of them are crawling onto the raft. Two of them are about 20 feet back at the surface of the river. You can see them and they're coming your way. And Durf, you're up first. Shit. Every attack, by the way, in this encounter is going to be done at disadvantage because you guys are on a rapid de- uh, descent in this raft. Um... So what's the consistency of the chocolate? Is it like water? Could a water-based creature be in it? Uh, it's pro- Yeah, sure. It's probably like, um, it's translucent, but it's the consistency of like whole milk. Okay. Um, I conjure a giant octopus. Nice. Where? In the, in the water. I'll put it... Um, Put it in front of us, yeah. Well, if I put it in front of us, he'll will like hit it and stop. Yeah, you might have to if you hit something <laughs> in this river as you're flying down. There's gonna be some shit that happens. Um, I'm I, I'm gonna conjure it between us and the uh, the ones that are trailing us. Okay. In, in the hopes that he can hold them off. Can the octopus uh, octopus uh, match the speed with it at which we're traveling? Do we know that? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. We'll just assume you guys. We'll assume this. We'll assume like the battlefield is a consistent. Here it is, but the scene is moving forward. Inertia. All right. So right, exactly. The octopus is going to be moving at the same speed you guys are. All right. Yeah, you conjure an octopus and it floats up at the top of this um, top of this chocolate river. And what's its initiative? Ten. Ten. Yep. All right. It's going to go last. All I right, thought, Tug, you're up. I thought Carl rolled a two. Oh, no, you're right. Sorry, I forgot, Carl. Yeah, it's going to go second to last, right before Carl. Tug, you're up. <clears throat> so there are there's one on the edge of the boat. Yeah, there's two two on the edge of the raft that are crawling towards you and two about 20 feet further back. Okay, so I will, uh, before I move, I will take my um, IPA potion. Okay. So I take one D8 damage, but I add two to my AC for a nice. minute. Nice. Nice, okay. So I'm going to take that right now. Sweet, roll that. That's a bonus action. Oh, well, there you go. Good time for an eight, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. And Tug's dead. Luckily, we healed up a little bit there. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, All right, you bump your AC up by two. What's that bring you to? Nineteen. Yes. Okay. Yep. yep, yep All right. Yep. And then, um, since that was my bonus action, I will just use my regular attacks at disadvantage. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So the first one is eleven. Okay, that will. Sorry, that'll hit actually. Uh, second one is nine. That will miss. Okay. For nine damage. Nine damage. Okay. So you're attacking. Just say left or right. There's one. There's two on you. On the right. Oh, Which one? Whichever are you one is closer to Ursula. Ursula, nice. Okay, so you defend Ursula and you smack this thing with two strong fists, and mud goes flying. It is not dead. But it looked you look like it, it looks like you took a, a pretty good chunk out of it. Um, and up next is him, and he's gonna reach out and lunge back at you with these these mud looking fists that form, and he's gonna roll a a nineteen. That ties. Okay, so that'll hit, and then a second one is gonna hit you, and that's a natural one. So he clearly misses with one of them, uh, but the other one strikes out at you and does four damage. Got it. Up next is the other the other of this chocolate creature, which is on the other side of the raft, and it's going to crawl towards you, Carl, and it's going to strike out at you with the same two fists, rolling a 15 and a 20. One hits. One hits, so you're going to take seven damage. Ursula's up next, and she's going to grab this mop and try to smack down at the one next to you, Tug. And she rolls a 14, so that'll hit. I have a and question. Yeah, go ahead. I assume I would have out my shield and sword. So does protection extend to Ursula? Um, yes, I would say so. I mean, everyone's within five feet of each other, right? Right. We're all on the raft. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. You can use protection, but you only, you can use it as a reaction, which means you can only use it once per round. Just remember that. If you use it once in a round, right. you can't use it again. All right. Ursula's going to do seven damage to this thing as she with smashes a down with Hell a mop. Yeah. Yeah. A smashes girl. down with a mop and more of this chocolatey goodness gets sucked up into its its what are the things on a mop called? Phalanges. Tendrils. It's <laughs> the mop's phalanges. <laughs> Phalange tendrils. Um, okay, and up next is the other two chocolatey creatures that are coming straight towards you as this thing as your raft is like zooming left and right and down these turns uh they approach and they get just behind the other two and now it's the oh i'm sorry they have to pass the octopus right yeah okay so they're gonna attack the octopus both of them are gonna crawl up onto this octopus and just start reaching out with these dripping chocolatey arms and claws and we're gonna roll a natural 20 a seven a five and a 16. How many of those hit? Two. Two of them hit, and the natural yeah, it, 20 is one. So. His AC is 11, FYI. 11? Okay. Yeah. Good Good to know. All right, so the natural 20, I double the dice, and then we're going to do um, 13 damage to the octopus. All right. So uh, these chocolatey dripping claws are just scratching up against this octopus as it's kind of squirming and roaring. 13. 13. Yep. Wait, no, because I forgot my thing. What's my fucking thing do again? Two, two. <laughs> I don't know. Two, you figure it out on your own. Two Carl, you're plus up. hit die, so fourteen. Actually, adds fourteen. Okay, so he's got fifty-three HP. Carl, uh, you're up. Left. I'm gonna cast uh, bless on myself, Tug and Durf. Tug and Durf. Okay. Yep. So once again, everybody, that's one d four to attack rolls and saving throws. Or saving throws. Yep. Yep. Wait, you <clears throat> skip the octopus. That doesn't matter. 
It's only three creatures, right? Or how many creatures is it? No, I'm saying. No, he's talking about the octopus's, octopus's turn. turn. Oh, I mean, okay. You can just go now. Yeah, it's I'll fine. say it goes now. Yeah, my bad. Okay. All right. So you guys are blessed. Octopus's turn. Uh, the octopus, I guess, gets one attack. He's just going to fight these guys who are attacking him. Uh, he'll just grab one of the ones on top of him and uh, try to grapple him. Nice. Okay. So, Do I have to make a save or something? Let me see. Plus five to hit. Uh, <laughs> seven. Seven, that'll miss. <laughs> so I guess, okay. well, no, it's a grapple attempt, so I have to combat it with my strength. Well, it's his attack. No, I'm sorry. It's not a grapple attempt. His attack automatically grapples. So he attacks. Ah, okay. All right. And, so he misses. misses. He misses yeah. his attack regardless. So this, these creatures are kind of covering him and covering up his eyeballs, and he's unable to lash out and connect with anything with these tentacles. And your raft continues to fly down this mountain to the left and to the right, up and down these curves. And all of a sudden in front of you, you see this this rock jut out to the side and there's no way to control your raft but you see it happening and I need you all to make dexterity saving throws so we all get plus Fucking 1d4 a. Right. Plus and plus 2 right plus 2 for Carl's our, thing plus 1d4 because of bless yep Yep. 9 I'm okay. switching fucking dice 23 for Carl Okay. Uh, 23 for Tub alright Durf um, is, is your conjure animals is that a concentration spell it is Okay, so here's what's going to happen. Durf, so Carl and Tug, and actually Ursula's needs to make one too. Oh, she's fine. She rolled a 17. Uh, okay, so both of all three of you, Ursula, Tug, and Carl, you guys see this, and you duck as this thing passes right over the raft. Durf, you don't see this, and you're going to hit it, and you're going to get hit with 12 points of bludgeoning damage, and you fly off this raft, and I need you to make a... So with, I don't think we have actually done this. With a concentration spell, you make a constitution save equal to 10 or half the damage dealt, whichever is greater. So you have to make a DC 10 constitution save. And if you fail, then the octopus disappears. Uh, Okay, a four. Okay. (laughs) So does that count? Does that saving throws count for that too? Yeah, so you can roll. So you get plus two, plus a 1d4. Yeah, six. (laughs) Okay. Did Did you roll your d4? Wait, plus a 1d4? I didn't yeah. do that. Yeah. Okay. You well, can roll tie a four. It, kid. With a four, you can tie it, kid. No pressure. Four! No, you did it. <laughs> yes. This is unbelievable. We're the best players <laughs> of this game of all time. Dude, our audience is going to think that we are just stacking these rolls. Four natural 20s in the last episode. That was real, though. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm That's getting my ass part. kicked in this episode all right. so far. And also, so Durf- sidebar, for the... <laughs> 20 plus ones I've rolled. <laughs> That's true. That's Why fair. is That's it fair. so rare that it's I catch karma. a heater? It's coming back Come to on. You. Come on. All right. So what happens, Durf, is you hit this rock face that makes you fly off the um, fly off the raft. However, your octopus stays where it is. You don't lose sight of your octopus. It doesn't disappear. And you land directly on top of it, just clutching its its slimy skin as you guys continue to fly down this this tunnel. And it's your turn. You're up. Okay. Uh, I'm going to turn to the closest chocolate monster and use Blight on it. Okay. What does that do? Uh, Blight necromantic energy washes over it, draining moisture and vitality from it. Uh, Make a constitution saving throw. Oh, moisture? Nice. Uh, I'm going to do this at disadvantage. Well, yeah. An 11? I don't think that's going to do anything. And a natural 20, so an 11. 
Okay. And and does that go against my wisdom? Eight plus your wisdom plus your proficiency modifier. Okay. I would just write on your character sheet, spell save DC, so you just remember that. That's probably not a bad idea. it's always the same until your proficiency modifier goes up. Uh, okay, so it's 15 then. 15. Okay, so I'm, I failed. Okay, so he's going to take 8d8. Holy shit. It's a it's a, cla- a level four spell. Where okay. have these spells been the whole time? I'm not complaining. <laughs> he, the last couple episodes, he's been healing. I'm gonna let it go. I don't Fair. care. Fair. You're doing great. Keep it up. Every tins. episode before the last one, it was always well. I guess I'll use shillelagh. Like, <laughs> All right, cool. Guess I I'll hit you. it with my stick. Guess I'll uh, heal my boar. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's that tug? You're almost dead. Uh boar. Heal my boar. Yep. Gonna get in on this hot boar action. My elk got a splinter. Better help it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I'm pinned to the wall. <laughs> better heal my, better heal my elk. So anyway, how much damage? Let's see. Oh, monster! One plus two plus two is five. <laughs> uh, okay, that's better. So six is eleven. Eighteen. Nineteen. Uh, twenty-seven. Thirty plus okay, you- four is thirty-four. You kill it. You killed it. All right. Um, so yeah, as you as you cast blight on this, this black energy comes out of your fingertips, and it sucks all the moisture out of this chocolate monster, and it just is is skin and bones and falls into the chocolatey river, never to be heard from again. Tug, you're up. <clears throat> um, I'm going to expend a key point um, for flurry of blows and my bonus action. Uh, to attack the one uh, that I was attacking nearest Ursula. Okay. It's so it's get... nearly dead. Um. Then can I? Well, I, you nah. shouldn't know that. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and I have disadvantage, right? You have disadvantage, but you still have the plus one d four. Okay. Um. So thirteen That'll plus hit. three, so sixteen. Now hit. Should I? Do you want me to roll and then do damage? Just roll all four hits. I'll tell you how many hit, and then you can roll your damage. Okay. Um. The second one is thirteen. That hits two, so that's two. The third one is twelve. That's a hit. And the fourth one is twelve. Okay, all four hit. Uh, 30. 30 damage. Okay, yeah, you kill it. How do you do it? Um, I guess I just punch the poo goo until it falls off the side of the raft. <laughs> I, I, okay. I don't really Very know what that looks like. I don't, I don't yeah, know. you just basically punch it repeatedly in the face, and with each successive punch, more chocolatey goo flies off until it's just absolutely nothing. You're just punching the air on your fourth shot just because of the momentum, and it's dead. Um, up next is the one that's attacking Carl, which is still going to continue to lash out at you, rolling a natural 20. And with the other fist, a 14. So that doesn't hit. First one is going to do... Oh, uh, 11 damage. Oh, I'm sorry, that's two sixes. 13 damage to you. Okay. As you are just covered in this chocolatey claw that scrapes out in between your armor. Ursula's up next. She's going to high-five Tug and then run over to the one attacking Carl and strike out and roll a 19. That hits. She's going to do... 
four damage to that thing. Up next is the other chocolate monster that's crawling up this octopus to you, Durf, and it's going to strike out at you with two fists. Rolling at 10 and a natural 20. The natural 20 will hit. Okay. <laughs> Doing nine damage to you. Okay. Durf so it is... reaches up a long claw that kind of like go-go gadgets out from its body and scrapes these long, chocolatey, sharp nails down your chest. Turf, Turf is looking a little distressed. Okay. <laughs> Octopus's turn. Octopus is going to try and whoop that boy. Which, uh, I forget, what was it, plus five? Yeah, plus five to hit. Plus your 1d4. Oh, no, he's not blessed. Never mind. 16. That'll hit. So, 2d6 <coughs> plus three. <coughs> mm-hmm. <coughs> which will be... Seven. Seven. And, uh target if it is a creature I assume it is it is it is, it is grappled and okay. until the grapple ends it's restrained alright so this octopus lashes out a tentacle and squeezes some of this chocolate goop out of this creature and just grips it tight around its tentacle and Carl it's your turn uh, I'm going to uh, reach out and cure wounds on Durf okay so you're battling, you're holding off this 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 yep. chocolate creature with your shield as you're turning your hand towards Durf? Yes. Um, Do you have to touch Durf? I was going to say, Cure Wounds is a touch spell. Oh, we're yeah, you we're can't all do on the raft, then. aren't we? No, he's in the water. He's on off, top of the I'm octopus. Water. Stretch Armstrong. Is that go-go gadget arm? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to Divine Smite the one that's attacking me. Nice. All right, roll it. Disadvantage. 19. That'll hit. All right. 15 damage. 15 damage? Yep. All right, you kill it. So you strike out with your sword, and it glows blue as divine energy hits it, and you slash directly through it, splitting it in two as it falls apart and flies back into the chocolate river. Durf, you're up. You still got the one crawling up towards you on the octopus. I'm going to use a bonus action to throw a totem onto the raft, my unicorn totem onto the raft. Okay. And then I'm going to use Cure Wounds on myself. Nice. Uh, which I believe is 1d8. Yeah, but I'm going to use a slot. Let me see what slots I've got. Uh, yeah, I got a couple threes. Uh, yeah, I'm going to use a third level spell slot, so do 3d8 plus my... Totem. Will give the unicorn plus... is your is your healing totem. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so three d eight is twelve plus four is sixteen plus seven. So heal myself for twenty three. Okay. All right, Tug, you are up. There's only one chocolatey monster, and you can see it crawling up the octopus towards Durf, about twenty feet behind the raft. Actually, I need it's one second, please. I need one moment. Do you hear me? What'd you say? Actually, it's restrained, so it's not crawling towards me. Oh, right. Sorry. Okay, yeah. Tug, you see one chocolatey monster left in the grip of the octopus's tentacle about 20 feet behind you. Okay, Tug is going to... <laughs> Tug's going to go to the end of the raft, and he's going to stand there and pull out out of his pocket his playback and hold it up like John Cusack <laughs> and hit play and unleash... One vicious mockery by two crung. 
to, to hit him with that ranged action. Fuck yes. All right. Which vicious mockery would that be? Yeah, what what is its play? Okay, Doug? first off, let's clarify. Since I am level seven and vicious mockery scales, does the spell scale with me? I'll or does allow the... it, yes. Okay. <clears throat> you, you hear an awkward record scratch. I hit play, awkward record scratch, a little bit of delay. My name's Two Crunk, and I'm here to say that I'm gonna take you down in a harmful way. You smell like poo, you look like goo, your ass is shit, suck my tit. (laughs) Vicious, viciously mocked. (laughs) And sound waves come out from this small Two Crunk playback and fly through the air and hit this creature square in the face, doing how much damage? Or I gotta make a save, don't I? Uh, there is no save from what I'm reading. Vicious mockery? Yeah, you unleash a string of insults. Uh, oh, I have to. Uh, they have to succeed on a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Um, the wisdom of these guys is poor. Uh, that's a twelve. So that is versus <laughs> my proficiency, my wisdom, at eight, eight plus. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't pass. Yeah, so that's that's thirteen. Yeah, it doesn't pass. Um, and that is. Eight damage. Eight damage. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you hit this thing. It doesn't die. It doesn't die, but it looks defeated. It just <laughs> looks defeated. <laughs> it looks defeated. And Ursula's up next, and she is going to chuck this mop with all her might at the last thing. Rolls advantage because this thing is still grappled. Rolling a 14. And a natural one. So 14 will hit, and she is going to do a total of... Five damage, which kills the thing. So this mop hits this creature inside the octopus's tentacles, and it just disintegrates underneath him. And you continue to go on this raft, and it's soaring down and and going down twists and turns. You're hanging on for dear life. Durf, you're still on the octopus, and all of a sudden, the the ground beneath you just drops out. Uh, One second. It just drops out and you feel weightless as the raft begins to fall away from you, Tug and Carl and Ursula and the tunnel behind you where this, this basically the water ends into a waterfall and you fall as you feel weightless as this raft is falling out from underneath you and the tunnel seals and the water stops and you are soaring downwards towards a giant lake of this chocolatey goodness. And I need you all to make dexterity saving throws. So we're falling right now. So correct? you guys went down this this river, downhill, descending, descending, descending quickly, quickly, and then all of a sudden it ended in a waterfall. And I'm trying to think of a of an example. Um, you know, in Lord of the Rings, when Gandalf is is falling downwards with the Balrog, and it like mm-hmm. opens up into this giant cavern underneath, and all you see like is this light and these this them like flying in the beginning at the top of it, like soaring down. Mm-hmm. That's basically what's happening with you guys. So, do I have to make a deck save if I can slow fall and reduce damage? So, what you're making the deck save on is to still land in the raft and not the water. I understand. Okay. What about what about me? You, you're, you, you don't have to. You can still land on your octopus. How about that? <laughs> he grabs me out of the air to keep me safe because we're okay. friends. Okay. So, how does my evasion work, uh, which gives me um, half? automatically half on deck saves and if I so pass it's not, no it's damage. not damage you don't take damage it's literally just where you end up either still in okay. the raft or you fall into the water perfect 
21 for Carl. Okay. Uh, 11 for Tug. All right, Carl, you manage to grab hold of the raft, and you land hard against the water, but you stay in the raft. Ursula is with you. Ursula grabs onto the raft as well, so you two are in the raft. Tug, you are unable to reach out in time, and you just splash hard into the water. And Durf, your octopus reaches out and grabs you as you splash into the water. That's adorable. As you guys splash into the water as well. And you hear the churning of pipes all around you as you're you're just struggling in this lake, no matter where you are. You hear the churning of pipes all around you, and chocolate begins to pour in from all sides of this giant cavern from several wide openings that are in the walls. And you good, can feel the good water chocolate level. Or bad chocolate. Bad chocolate. Okay. You feel the water chocolate levels rain. begin to rise, and you look up. You you instinctively look up as the water levels rise, and you see the ceiling, and you see millions of crystallized sugar stalactites sharpened to a glistening point that bears down on you as this water level rises. And I'm going to set a timer once again. Because that worked out last time. And I'm going to give you five minutes. The water level is rising. Carl and Ursula, you're in the raft. Tug, you are splashed into the water. Durf, you're being held by your octopus. And your five minutes starts now. Uh, Perception to check to see if there's any tunnels that we can see. Okay, roll it. 18. Okay, you see four different pipes on the walls around you about... 50 feet on either side that are just churning out the chocolate. Those are the only kind of tunnels, only kind of exit that you can possibly see, but they are churning out chocolate at a tremendous rate. Okay. Uh, perception looking up at the ceiling where okay. the stalactites are. See if there's any weak spots or a center point or something okay. that might be open. Uh, 11. Um, no, you don't see anything. All you see is them extremely close together only just a couple feet away from each other you figure one it's going to be pretty hard to avoid these things because of the speed that the water level is rising two the raft is probably going to be punctured and blow out um can i have the octopus put me on the raft and then dive down and check for like a plug sure yeah i do that Okay, the octopus just swims over to the raft, places you in there, and then flies down. Are you going to use B-Sense on him to do well, this? Like, how are you going to... You can talk to him? I have passive talk to animals with my uh, circle right. of the shepherds. So the octopus says, all right, buddy, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? What am I doing? <laughs> We're losing a lot of time here. We're the clock is actually hey, running. Hey, uh, go, go down into the chocolate, swim around, see if you can find anything down there that you could uh, maybe unplug this. You got, you, got you got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. I'm going. Here we go. Here we go. You got it. I'm going. I'm going. Roll a uh, investigation check for the octopus. What modifies investigation? <laughs> Natural one. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the octopus, although it swims and is used to looking in water, gets water in his eyes. He's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. That hurts. Oh, God damn it. That hurts. That hurts. I can't do this. I can't do this. Uh, I'll turn to Ursula and be like, Ursula, do you have any ideas? I don't. Uh, if you want to see your dad again, we probably need to get out of here. Okay, she, uh, she oh, like, p- yeah, go ahead, Tuck. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, before Jamal said to send his octopus under, uh, I was since I'm in the water, I was going to have Tug uh, swim under and see if he could perceive anything down there, but we can uh, okay. see what Carl's we'll do, thing we'll says. We'll do Ursula first. Ursula, Ursula says, oh, let me think, let me think, let me think, and she rubs her head, she's rubs her head, she's like, yes, 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 I know this ride, I know this ride. My, my father used to, we used to clean it often, and, and there is a plug, there is a plug underneath the water that drains it. If as we can soon get as she to says that, that, 
Carl dives off the side and starts plummeting down. Tell Durf so Durf can have the octopus. I mean, I can do it. I've got water breathing. All right. That's right. You got with your tunic. You've got that. That's right. I do. <laughs> so you don't tell anybody. You just dive in without. I just dive in. Okay. Wasn't I sitting I mean, right still, next to him? He can still send his octopus down. Yeah. I mean, I guess technically Durf is on the raft. Does he hear that conversation? Yeah. Durf, what do you do when, when, yeah, you hear that conversation. You want to dive down with him? I call Ollie the octopus back. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, you kind of screwed the pooch last time. There, <laughs> there is a plug down there. Go pull it, please. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll close my eyes. I'll close my eyes. I'll follow, I'll follow the blue one. And he races after Carl, and Carl and the octopus go down. Uh, Carl, roll me an investigation. You've got one minute. Eleven. Eleven? Uh, you, you see it. I'll say that you dive down. You dive down about thirty feet with your water breathing. You can breathe in the air. You can last a little bit further la- down, down there. And you see a large cork with a chain that's hanging above it. Um, it's hard to see until you get right up close to it, just because of how dark this water is. All right, I'm gonna attempt to pull the plug. Clearly. All right, give me uh, give me athletics check with advantage because of the octopus. Thirteen. All right, you. Ooh, 13, that's it? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 13, okay, try as you might. You reach down there, you grab onto this chain. The octopus is helping you, and they're tugging, and they're tugging, but this cork does not budge, and you guys have 45 seconds left. Uh, Cut cut to tugs to see if I can go under and perceive it. All right, give me uh, an investigation check. Jesus Christ, six. You don't. You swim down. You you lost sight of Carl and the octopus. You have no idea where they are. 30 seconds. God damn it. P- fucking pull at it again. Durf, yeah, do I'll, something. I'll let you try to pull it again, Carl. All right. Advantage. 18. All right. With that, with 20 seconds left, Carl, you reach down at this chain. The octopus gives one more final. Oh, I got this. I got this. I got this. And he's pulling you. And all of a sudden, you just hear this. This. And the cork comes undone, and the water, the chocolate water, begins to spiral down and spiral down as the pipes shut off. And finally, the entire lake is drained, and you sit there. My timer went off. And you sit there at the bottom of this drained lake, just dripping with this chocolate substance. Chocolate rain. And then something rises from the hole where the cork was. It is a surface with a pedestal that contains a large gold medallion etched with the shape of a chocolate bar in the center. I give the octopus eight high fives. (laughs) All right. I did it. I did it, Durf. I did it. I swear. Tug pops up and kind of like, like wipes some of the goop off of him and, and like... Steps over to the plate with a chocolate bar <laughs> and gra- grabs it off and shakes the goop off and then lobs it over to Carl and then gives him a thumbs up. Let's get the let's get the fuck out of here. Hold All on. Right. <clears throat> let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right. A stone and as you snatch this thing from the pedestal, a stone door slides open behind you a- against the wall. And you see daylight fill the cavern as you realize it leads back into Cotton Candy Village. Bum, bum, bum. I'd like to now give a shout out to our $5 patrons, Sam Wilson, Alfonso Fernandez, Tyler Sarver, 
Pat Menads, Olivia Fumiati, Seth Harrison, Kevin DeHart, Jacob Torres, Thomas Sanchez, Matthew Watson, Kevin Kozlowski, Jesse Jones, David Barron, Eric Hancock, Blake Tolliver, Dan McStockerson, Jason Ripman, Octavia, Joshua Motzinger, Nicole Chapin from the Redshift Podcast, Marco Olofsson, Ian Coughling, Jonathan Huff, William Martin and his buddy Huge Arse, Elemental.fm, Joshua Hebert from the Alignment Unclear Podcast, Jack Mega, Joshua Fieni, Nick Vukalich, Vitaly Vasilyuk, David David Ginsberg from the Tales from the Fandom, and Tales from from five nations podcast joe quickle adam hoffling and that's it okay so thank you guys so much for your donations to the show you all rock